congratulations, you. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, you are. Currencies across the globe are tumbling amidst a period of high inflation, a major regional conflict, and supply chain issues. The British, pa- the British pound fell by 5% in the last week and is nearly on par with the US dollar. Meanwhile, the Chinese yuan has descended to a record low against the US dollar. The New Zealand dollar isn't particularly safe either, as our currency has fallen to its lowest rate against the USD since, t- since 2020. Our currency, which, uh, one currency which is doing seemingly okay, is Bitcoin. The cryptocurrency has remained unbothered by the financial storm affecting many of the world's major coinages. Bitcoin actually has actually grown over the last seven days by over 6% and is now edging a valuation of $20,000 with the US dollar. Why is Bitcoin doing so well? We're joined now by Associate Professor Trent Smith from Te Matauraka Oha Oha at Te Whare Wananga o Otako to find out more. Kia ora, Trent. How's it going? Kia ora, Zach. I'm well, thanks. So I guess we have to cover some basics with currency when we're talking about this topic. Uh, what is a fiat currency and how does it differ to a cryptocurrency? Oh, so yeah, fiat currencies are, you know what most currencies are right so they're controlled by a central bank mm-hmm. they're they're you basically you you have to trust the institution to think this this paper money is worth something right it's not backed by gold it's not backed by anything uh, other than the you know the the good actions of the institutions that control it the, which is usually the central banks and the countries that issue them um, so bitcoin on the other hand is uh, i don't know most people probably know it's a digital currency mm-hmm. um, it was sort of designed by some mysterious founder many years ago uh, to be secure in the sense that you can't, it's, even though it's electronic, you can't hack it, right? It has, you know, the best security imaginable and it, and it keeps getting better and better because that's the way it was designed to sort of uh, self-perpetuate uh, uh, itself. Um, but it's also fixed in supply. So, right, and, and everybody knows the algorithm. They know sort of how, how much Bitcoin there is and, how, and can eventually be. Um, so... If, for example, you um, didn't trust any of these, um, you know, shady central banks in any country, then you might want to put your money in Bitcoin, I suppose. And so why is it that the U.S. dollar is kind of a global standard for currency? Ah, oh, that's a great question. It's kind of ironic, actually. So the um, honestly, this became most obvious probably after the financial crisis in 2008, because, the you know, sort of the financial crisis was the result of, you know, mismanagement of financial markets by the by the US regulators right and so you and but you know prior to that the US US dollar had sort of been the reserve currency it's what international trade is done in it's sort of the currency people trust you would think after the global financial crisis people might flee the dollar and and say oh maybe we shouldn't be trusting this as the most trustworthy currency out there given what's just happened with the financial crisis but the opposite happened Right? So the world experienced a financial crisis caused by the U.S., I, I would argue, and and uh, and fled to the U.S. dollar. So, again, that was a moment where the U.S. dollar went up massively against all other currencies. And what what's happening there is that, um, you know, investors, you know, sort of investors around the world, sort of they have their portfolios and they have a certain amount of risk they want to tolerate. And if all of a sudden the markets get a lot riskier – which happened to the financial crisis, and it's happening now with you know war in Ukraine and all that. Uh, if suddenly the markets get a lot riskier, people want to all the investors want to rebalance their portfolio towards safe assets. The safest asset out there, even in two thousand eight, was the U.S. dollar, right? Okay. Um, 
so Bitcoin seems to be doing relatively well. You know, it's uh, evaluated nearly at $20,000 per US dollar. Um, why has Bitcoin remained stable throughout this, you know, considerably uncertain economic period? So that's a very good question. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm afraid I have bad news for you, Zach. I don't think anyone knows. <laughs> like, I actually don't know anyone who has a good theory of, like, a good theory of the fundamental determinants of Bitcoin prices. Uh, it's it's a bit of a dark dark market. Um, and they're actually, honestly, so, I mean, it could be that using the logic I just gave you, it could be that people are starting to view this as safer in some sense than fiat currencies. Um, but, uh, you know, it could also be there's manipulation going on out there. So they're, they're actually, you can actually buy financial derivatives in, in Bitcoin so that you can actually buy Bitcoin option contracts on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And the you know the the um, options contract is the the favored tool of market manipulators. Like if you want to make money and you think you can, you know, nudge the price of a of a commodity a little bit this way or that by, you know, um, you know, getting CNBC to air a certain story or something like that. Um, and you can induce a price. It's the options contracts that make that extremely valuable, right? Make, make, making a price move at, and knowing the timing of it. So, I mean, that could be. I, 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 I don't know this, of course, right? That that, that could be going on, right? It, the the mysterious workings of of uh, Bitcoin price could be partly due to the the existence of these uh, derivatives markets. The invisible hand of cryptocurrency. <laughs> Um, now, when we talk about exchange rates, there's also this element of purchasing power that it's kind of reflected and compared to um, with fiat currencies. Is this the same with things like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? Like, does it actually make a difference with its exchange rate to those things if it's purchasing power? Is that a little bit distant being a digital um, idea? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I guess... The answer to that is that you, most people are trading in U.S. dollars. So the answer to that is look at the value relative to the U.S. dollar. Um, and, I mean, Bitcoin's doing pretty well right now to the U.S. dollar. So if you're holding all your uh, a chunk of your assets in Bitcoin, you're pretty happy right now. And it has increased your purchasing power, this fluctuation we're seeing in the price. Um, do you think this stability for Bitcoin could be reflective of cryptocurrency as a whole? And it could become that cryptocurrency could become more of a you know alternative currency compared to you know major fiat currencies which are currently going under um yeah so you know who knows i'm an economist and and a good economist never try to predict the future uh, <laughs> it's only the bad ones when you hear an economist doing that <laughs> but uh um yeah who knows i mean bit so Honestly, I'm not a big fan of Bitcoin. Like, I don't think the world should go over to Bitcoin. You can think of Bitcoin as being um, like digital gold, right? As long as you trust the technology and you don't think it can be hacked, you're, you know, it's basically like uh, there's a fixed supply of it. People are trading it and using it as a store of value like gold, right? But there's reason, there are good reasons we went off the gold standard, you know, that, um, when, you know, gold's the same way. You've got a fixed, rel- relatively fixed supply of it. Um, and the, the, problem with that is that there's no way for you to sort of democratically adjust your money supply if a recession comes along for instance right and uh, and there have been you know times in history when that's when that's happened like everybody's short of money and there's you know this is the old the old keynesian argument from the 30s that sometimes in order to get the you know markets restarted you need the government to come in and, and give them a bit of a boost to get them started um, it's it's much harder to do that if you like literally have to own a certain amount of gold 
as the government in order to do it, or a certain amount of Bitcoin as the government in order to do it. Mm. Um, do you think this stability means that Bitcoin has much viability as a currency for, for anyone to use in general? Or is it much more kind of... Yeah, I mean, again, that's about, <laughs> that's about predicting the future. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to... I don't want to... I mean, I'll tell you, personally, I'm not invested in Bitcoin. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I, I can't say that you'll necessarily be sorry if you do, right? And I can't say that it won't become, uh, you know, a, a major currency in the future. Yeah. Thank you for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There's heaps more at r1.co.nz.